Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I, as always, am, am still Jerry. I continue to be Jerry. These guys continue to be Max and Terry. So yeah, we're we're back with. Uh, it's not really a brand new invention. It's it's a very similar feeling that we've felt before. Uh, cup disappointment, misery, and I'll be honest, listening to the radio. Experiencing cup misery is a strange experience. I'm just mm. gonna say that. Uh, did either of you guys get to go to the game, or were y'all listening like I was? No, no. I, I had to eventually listen through the radio after scouring for ways to to watch it live, but couldn't find any. And I'm not in the even. I'm not even in the mood to talk about Everton. Can we do a Napoli podcast, please? For the Napoli. Uh, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But apparently, if you look at the look at Twitter, apparently Napoli's pitch was just was just too small. No, it was too big, wasn't it? Apparently. It was. It was too big. Is yeah. that what it was? Yeah, too big. I saw. I saw the breakdown, the pathetic breakdown, and I was like, "Are they going to protest this? Is this? Is it time for petition? You know, is, <laughs> is that what's happening? Wouldn't surprise you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get. To, I got to watch exactly none of that one, and it's a shame because I listened to every damn second of our cup defeat. <laughs> I'm picking the wrong stuff here, guys. Well, I had the un- the misfortune of watching us get beat, so oh. I was. Oh, you were there, Terry. Oh, I've been a long time since I've been that frustrated. Trust me, just the biggest, the biggest like wasted opportunity for, for, for of the season so far. Okay, Terry, you have unique insight to this because I've only been able to watch highlights and listen. So I have possibly a different experience. So I'm going to be relying on you a lot on this because I'm curious. Because you, your your read of the game is usually pretty on point. I got to be honest, and I usually agree with it. So I'm going to be picking your brain a little about about that in just a moment. Cool. But that is my segue into our little summary for the podcaster people out there. If you're listening via podcast, this is what we got in store for you. We have to react to the Southampton debacle that happened, so we have to say say stuff about it. I'm not sure we want to talk about it, but whatever. It's going to happen. Um, So then we're going to preview this weekend's match with Leicester. Um, They've been playing pretty well, and damn it. We're going to have to play them. So, yeah, we've got that coming up. Um, then we got a starting 11 segment. Again, still talking about Leicester. And we'll be uh, finishing up with, if you know your history, approaching this particular segment in a in a different way, in a different style. Uh, but it's still the same. It's still like a penalty shootout kind of thing. So we'll, uh, we'll be pitting Terry and Max against each other because... If I participated, it'd be a lot like, uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Let's see a good Leighton Baines up against a rock. You mm. know, it, I think Baines would win that. Not You're the saying. Just a Not rock. the rock. Well, no, I think he would beat the rock as well, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, 
<laughs> I don't think I'd be smelling what the rock is cooking on that one. I'll just, I'll just say that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but we do need to begin with our Southampton reaction. So guys, let's start with some some brief op- opening thoughts. Don't spill out all of your thoughts because then they're not brief. Brief, you know what I mean. So Terry, let's start with you because. We never start with Max anymore on the first segment. It's just sort of a the way we do things now. But he'll, don't worry, he'll have plenty of time. Terry, what are your thoughts on this 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 nonsense? <laughs> we just beat ourselves somehow. Like the, the first the first half, I'd be surprised if Southampton had a shot on goal. I'd be surprised if they'd even touched the ball. We were in complete control of the game. We went like absolutely dominating in the sense that we were making lots of chances and all that, but I wouldn't have been surprised if we had 90% possession in the first half, something ludicrous like that. They just were sitting in deep. They weren't really creating anything. They were just hitting hopeful balls to um, Danny Ings. And just 44th minute, we'd spent the whole half trying to carve carve an opening and it kept just not falling right. And, It'd land in the box and it'd be just a half a yard away from that. Or by the time Osam would get the ball under control, it, it'd take that second too long and they'd be all over him and he couldn't get the shot away. And then Morgan Snyderlin puts, uh, gives Keane a ridiculous pass, puts him under pressure when he doesn't need to. Mm. Keane loses the ball to Nathan Redmond. Redmond then just rolls the ball to um, Ings. And Ings just slots in the goal, simple as you like. I mean, Stecklenberg was pretty poor on it, but it was a, it was literally, we might as well have passed it in the goal ourselves. It was that ridiculous. And I couldn't believe at half-time we were 1-0 down in a game we dominated. But in the second half, they came back out and they were much better. We were the, we were the, the lesser team for much of the second half. We got our act together towards the end as... The more you know, the better players started coming off the bench. I think Nias was the wrong sub. He didn't really do anything to change the game. He did have the assist in the goal, but I just think that was whoever. It wasn't really his good work that did it. He just ran. He just got the ball from pressing. I would have brought Walcott on a lot earlier than we did, and Nias. And it just it, we beat ourselves. We do it a lot, but this is one of the perfect examples of how Everton make their own problems. And the shootout was the shootout. It's a, it's a lottery, and you know, good players make mistakes, and as we saw. Um, but yeah, it wasn't. It, Southampton were handed that game by Everton. By the way, we, with some of the, the needless things we did. Um. So I'm going to follow up, Terry. Uh, all over Twitter, I have not seen. I can probably count on one hand the amount of people who have said we actually played a solid first half. Okay? Everyone has said Southampton had that game at hand, or not everyone, most people, were always in control. And the, when I was listening to it, because Max, you and I both had to listen to it, the way the listening, the way that the guys were, were describing the match, it sounded like... We were the stronger team the first half, and we had almost all the opportunities. That's the way it sounded to me. Max, would you agree with that? Yeah, and I think, obviously, if, you, if you're listening to the EvertonFC.com coverage, then it, it, it's obviously going to have a biased tendency. A bit. But I've got to be honest, Jerry. I'm, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. It's such a familiar feeling, being knocked out the League Cup, that I can't even build myself to get angry about it, really. 
Um, I, I do agree from from what I heard, and by all accounts, we were the better team, creating the majority of the chances in the first half. Um, the, that goal really did seem to come uh, against the runner playing out of nowhere, and uh, as Teddy said, we are our own worst enemy at times. Once once one thing goes against us, then we just seem kind of we just don't seem to be able to brush ourselves down and go again from it. Um, it is really frustrating again to to be knocked out the league cup and not have that opportunity to f- get rid of that zero, which always winds me up. But what can you do about it? I, there's no point in getting angry, really, uh, and there's no point in saying Marco Silva's not the man for the job, calling him a fraud just because he got beat at a shootout. It's a bit of a far-fetched shout for me. Um, managers need time, OK? It, I think it's ridiculous how the tide's gone against them. You, you see in these these articles, they're not frequent as such, but you, know, you, you see them pop up on your timeline every now and again, how someone's actually dedicated their time to writing a piece and how Marco Silva's in, inadequate for the job uh, and how this cup defeat has angered all the fans when, no, it hasn't, not really. Um, as I said, it's such a familiar feeling. I'm used to not being in the League Cup, which, you know, is probably part of the defeatist mentality that I go on about that I hate, but it is what it is. So, I'm going to keep going back and forth here. So, Max and I... It sounded like Everton were stronger, despite the probable bias in the in the the commentators. Uh, but but Terry, uh, the big complaint against Silva has been he started a weaker squad. Uh, mm-hmm. Seven changes, I believe it was. And Max, I think you and I were actually not far off from picking the team, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Not that I'd rather get them all wrong and us win, but whatever. But but. Uh, the idea of leaving Sigurdsson on the bench, bringing Dowell in, when it's such a, a key cog, and the idea of leaving Pickford on the bench and actually not even putting him on the bench. Um, I don't know. Do you feel like that team was strong enough to have won that game, you just even just basing it on the first half performance? I mean, yeah, it's easily strong enough to to win the game. <clears throat> I don't really like the way ma- I don't like the way our managers, Everton managers, have done this with the League Cup because you rest that amount of players and you rest keepers and stuff. I, I would prefer if they played the proper team. It's not a lot of games; it's early in the season. There's no fatigue set in yet. Really take it seriously and attack that cup. It's we're not going to get relegated and we're not going to win the league. So I don't understand. And we're not in Europe this season. I don't understand why they do it. But on the other hand, I, I sort of accept that they do it because it's a it's a thing of every modern coach does it. There's you're just wishing for something that's not going to happen. They it must be they've got squads of twenty five to sometimes thirty players, and they must promise them you're going to play in these cups and and you're going to get game time. So you sort of you don't know whether you now we as fans might not want to see Martin Ste- Martin Stecklenberg start the game because it's sort of like a signal that we're not taking it seriously. But when he signs a new deal to be Pickford's understudy and saves us the job of buying a new keeper, he might be told in those negotiations, yeah, you're number two, but when the League Cup and such come around, we'll play you. And that could extend to the other players. Yeah. Just quickly, the biggest disappointment from the Knights, well, second biggest apart from the results, is these players who were on the fringes of the team, the Luckmans, the Dowls, they are the first ones to be taken off. They should be the ones who are absolutely 
boss in the game. They should be the ones who are the key players in the match because it's their opportunity to stake a claim and they're the ones who are doing the least. And then you're having to have Walcott and Richarlison come on and save the day. It's like, we're not at Man City away. We're at home to Southampton. It's, if you want to be look like Luckman and Dal, if you want to be part of this team, be taken seriously and possibly getting the, the league's their match day team, you need to be coming out and running like these teams ragged. You need to stake your claim and they're not. They're just going out there and, and just putting in a 6 out of 10 performance at best and then getting taken off in the second half. They should be the ones who are finishing the 90 and the senior players who have been playing in the league, they should be coming off. Mm-hmm. That's that's what one would think. Um, I don't know. I, I still maintain Gay starts that game. Schneider or like uh, Sigurdsson starts that game. Pickford starts that game. Those are so, I've, they've become hugely important cogs for us, and mm. we don't really have a whole lot of replacement for them. As far as Gay, I've gotten to the point where I just don't know that Schneiderlin can fill that role in terms of speed. You know, I don't feel like he's got. I I really wish Beningami was healthy. Because I would love to see him run that role for a little while. Just to be given a chance. If you're going to do that, let's replace a... I don't know. The big complaint has been Schneiderlin and Gay do us do the same job, just in different ways. You know? So you, so you, one would think it's a like-for-like like thing in a weird... You know? But I don't know, guys. Uh, I didn't... When I saw the lineup, the only thing that really made me furrow my brow was Dowell starting... Because I thought that Sigurdsson being as hot as he was right now, I was worried about it. You know, I would love to have seen Dowell come in, give him some experience, because I like the guy. But was he very effect- effective in the game? He was, he was uh, anonymous, really. He wasn't like a bad, I would say. He didn't do much wrong, but he just didn't do much in general. Hmm. And it rubbed salt in the wounds a little bit. It's obviously it's not the Dal's fault, but whilst he was having a sort of non non event of a game, Nikola Vlasic is scoring against Real Madrid. So makes you think I mean, I know there's more to that stuff than that, but no, he he, he Dal didn't really do much. He was just sort of on the periphery of the game. He was sort of he was like the wall pass for um Bernard quite a lot. He'd just sort of be in the right position yeah. hard to give a little one two with and that's about as much as he did Bernard just on that point had a really good game but he was one of the few um well a really Max, good, I know oh sorry uh, go ahead a really good first half I must correct he sort of uh, he did phase out later in the game as he got moved position but in the first half it was all Bernard and I'm uh, he was unlucky not to not to get any reward for it so um so Max I know you had to listen to it like like I did um, but just because it's a talking point right now, if Pickford starts that game, all right, because we saw that goal that they got, yeah. that Ings got, which was not a great goal, no. all right? If Pickford starts that game, do you think Pickford saves that? I realize we're having to play like Mystic Max over here, but just, I, I, you, you said you would put Pickford as a starter in this. Yeah. I said Steck because that's what I thought Silva would do, but I got to be honest, that was that was weak. That was really weak. Yeah. B- b- before I go on to that, I had some fantastic points made by Terry there about you know the the squad rotation, and I think it, it, squad rotation and the keeper rotation. I think it ties in that 
it's it's look at the draw, isn't it? Obviously, we've come up against Premier League opposition, but uh, uh, as Terry said, obviously in, in some contract negotiations, you may have you know third round of the League Cup. You know you'll get a game if you're on the peripheries of the squad or the first team. Sorry, but um, yeah, I, I do agree. I, I tweeted at the time. I, I did think that Pickford would have been able to get down quicker than what Stecklenburg did to to save that effort for Mings, um, but. Yeah, it, it was frustrating, wasn't it? Because even when I when I saw the lineup, I thought, right, okay, there are you know seven changes, a, a lot of rotation from a winning team, and I'm part of that crew that says you know you don't really need to to rock the boat if it's a winning team, you know, mm. keep it a winning team. Um, I don't like Dowell and Davies in the <clears> same <throat> midfield. I don't think they offer uh, defensive cover as well as say Sigurdsson would with the ground that he covers. Mm. Um, I don't. I, I can't complain too much about the, the attack. Really, I, you wanted to. I wanted to see Bernard start. I wanted to see Tosin keep this run of form going, which he, he apparently seemed to to not do. He seemed to have quite a poor game by all accounts. And you know, obviously, if we're listening to the same coverage, Jerry, I'm, I'm sure you heard as well that from from what we heard that Luckman was one of the brighter sparks. It sounded like it th- throughout the game. So, yeah, as I say, coming up against the Premier League opposition in a game where you know, seven times out of ten, you do get. I mean, I'm I'm not excusing this this the Everton team. By the way, I do feel like by by all means we should be beating Southampton anyway. I thought we should have steamrolled them and kept this run of, of wins going. Really, after the three 0 against Fulham in the league, but um, yeah, it's it's frustrating. I, I don't I don't want to end up going off on one about it because, as I said, I am used to just being out the League Cup, but we should have done a lot more. Um, Terry, uh, you were there, so you saw it more than I did in the highlights, but it sounded like Southampton was doing a lot of time wasting and playing overly physical, a lot of fouls. Sounds like maybe they should have been punished a little bit more for those fouls. Uh, and that seems to me like this is a recurring theme with Everton this season, Teams wanting to just come in physical at us mm. and wanting to hold on. They want to disrupt our play. They want to frustrate us. I learned a new term by following Everton and going to all these forums and message boards and Twitter. Shithousing. Okay? <laughs> that right there, I hate it. I hate watching it. I hate listening to it. It sucks and it's a tactic, but you know something? It works sometimes for these teams. Mm. All right? How do we cope with the shit housing? Because it seems like good squads know how to deal with that. Mm. Uh, first of all, I haven't got a problem with that. If we went to play away uh, in the cup at a team who were better than us, playing for, as a footballing team, then I would. Uh, and we came away with a win on penalties by acting like that. I'd be totally fine with it. How you deal with it as the better team? You just take your chances. If you try and do that, just to to. Um, Let's just say, let's say Chelsea. Like historically, you'd say Chelsea. You went away to Chelsea and tried to do that. They just score. They, they they just keep making chances and score two or three of them, and then that's all the all the time wasted in the world's not going to help you there. They it only works all the all the little tricks if you you stop the other team scoring, which which they did. So if at some point we say we started with a full strength team and they were doing that, but Richarlison picks up the ball. Goes past his man and then just whips a bends a goal into the top corner. Then all the time wasted in the world out the window. The only way 
it's effective for the opposition team is if you haven't scored or you've um, that you know you've let them score, it, which is exactly what happened. You need to take your chances. You need to be more clinical because then they've got it. Then they've got to attack you. Then they've got to change their gears, and we just couldn't do it. It just wouldn't fall for us. All the chances were just fraction too far away from the you know the, the attacker's foot or it just you know the 50-50 just went the wrong way or like we had the bat, a bad ricochet it was re- really frustrating night yeah uh, I want to clarify I agree we go to some big squad and we get points I'm fine with it if it happens and Southampton supporters should be very satisfied that they walked away still alive in the cup they should be I just hate watching it it's really frustrating. It's got to be frustrating with the players when all you're trying to do is connect and actually get some momentum going, and your guys are falling down every so you got Yoshida supposedly hacking people down left and right. Uh, you know, it it's got to get a little frustrating as a player when you're sitting there thinking, well, how many fouls has that guy had? He should have a card by now. You know what I mean? Um, Tosin, yeah, it really worked on Tosin. He was getting really like agitated by them, and he was arguing with the referee a lot because it wasn't wasn't falling for him and he was getting fouled a lot and then he, he'd be you know he had the player who was about to you know play him in with him um, would be getting fouled he, he had a lot of like arguments with the referee over it just consistent and persistent yeah. fouling. so I, I have one last thought and it's it's kind of a positive okay and bear with me for telling a personal story but i was listening to this at home headphones on and then I took the headphones off because my son wanted to listen to it. So then I had to take him to training. And I hook it up to my car. And I'm listening to the, to the feed in my car with both my boys in the car in the back seat. And when Walcott scored, I, I'm, I'm usually not the most satisfied with that radio coverage all the time. But the pure joy... From those guys that came through my speakers and my boys just, we just blew up in the car. And that moment alone was so good, guys. It was such a good moment. And I felt so wonderful. Only to have it ripped from my chest 20 minutes later. Mm. But still, it was such a good moment, man. And it's one of those things where the cup can provide that kind of stuff. It's it's just a shame we're not still going in it, you know? And it's one of those things where I'll defend listening to a game every once in a while now because of that right there. Because those guys, you could tell what it meant to them. You could feel it with them. It was so cool. Yeah. So sorry for the sappy stuff here, guys. Darren Darren (laughs) Griffiths and Ian Snowden, wasn't it? Snods, they they are absolutely Mm -hmm. fantastic when they do the coverage. They were were really good during preseason too, particularly reading out all these tweets. But, you know... Credit to them, but as you say, Jerry, mo- mo- moments like that in cup competitions they do provide provide real joy, and it's it's proper heartache when when it gets snatched from you like that. Yeah, uh, fingers crossed for the FA Cup, as we say every bloody year it seems. Yeah, yeah. We I was in the car and was about to let Bennett out for his practice, and I said, "Hey, man, you all right?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm just sad we're out of the cup." Oh my. I was like, "Well, I'm sorry, man. I am too, but focus on what you're on your training right now. Focus <laughs> on practice. Be mindful of where you are." Uh, yeah, I'm passing on the heartache. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh I guess that's it for our Southampton reaction. Um 
yeah, we're disappointed. We move on, though, just like the squad does. Uh, We're going to be moving on to our Leicester preview next, so stay tuned for that. Let's talk Leicester because yeah. we're we're playing them, uh, or as uh, a lot of Americans would say, Leicester. Um, gentlemen, <laughs> we, they're uh, they're currently sitting eighth in the table with twelve points. Uh, they recently beat Newcastle two nil. Uh, injuries wise, I think they're they're missing Demarai Gray and maybe Maddie James. I think they're recently out. I don't know if they're going to be out the weekend, but that was a recent injury report I read. Um, guys, uh, possible starters. I'm just going to rattle this off really quick. Schmeichel, Amarte, uh, West Morgan, McGuire, Pinch Hillwell, Mindy, Ndidi, Pereira, Madison, uh, Ihan, Nacho, and Vardy. Um, clearly they have some other good players who will be coming off the bench. Um, but Max, let's start with you. That front line is pretty potent. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, as we were saying off camera, then we haven't exactly got a, a great record at the King Power either. Um, mm. And form, regardless, I, I don't really feel confident coming up against Leicester. Coming up against Leicester, um, they, they've maintained being a good team following winning the league a few years back. If you remember the season before they win the league, they won the league. They, they, you know, they almost near survived relegation, and that kind of that upwards trajectory is sort of continued. No one expected them to win the league again the following season, but they maintained, you know, a good standard of football. Um, Claude Puel's come in and I, I've just, as I was saying, I'll camera myself, then he, he's done a fantastic job with some of the players he's got. And, you know, we, we were talking about James Madison as well, player when, when he was at Norwich. We were quite heavily linked with him and he's just been called up for the England squad too today. He's a fantastic talent. Um, they've, they've got talent throughout and, you just hope we continue our, our, our league form, pick off where we left off against Fulham and give them a good game. Uh, Terry, what do you make of the make of this matchup, man? I'm not I'm, I'm not hopeful. Um they're a very good team, Leicester. They've got um they've got what we haven't got and we're in the process of hopefully building. They've got a very strong team identity. They know how they play, they know what type of what type of um Football, they you know they're good at they. All the players know each other and fit well together. They got us a very strong sense of like football and style, and we're just starting because because of the how many changes we've made over the last few years. We're still in the process of trying to build our own version of that. And there's no there's no deep analysis needed. They've got really good, fast attacking players, and that is a problem for us, no matter who they are. So. I mean, we're a good team as well. We can always hear so that our forward line. They they will look at our forward line and think they're really good. Um, we're going to be cause some problems. So I think it's just going to be a attack versus attack type of game, and hopefully we come out on top. But uh, they've got some really good strikers and really good like wide players who would give better teams than us a problem. So we'll wait and see. I was a little more hopeful, and then I'm looking at that center mid pairing with Mendy and then DD. They've got uh, that's decent pace in the center. That's yeah, really real solid real pace. Yeah, I mean we've we've got Gay, and then we've got insert whatever player will be playing alongside Gay. 
you know, um, and it's not going to be somebody very, you know, super speed. Uh, yeah. And their attack is quick. Um, just really, really quick and, uh, decisive, incisive, both of those decisives. Okay. They, I mean, they, uh, and they have, they've got a center back pairing who has played together, you know, uh, they, they play together. They know each other. They yeah. communicate well, um, which I think is really important in a center-back pairing, just that familiarity, the communication. Um, yeah, they're a solid squad. Yeah. They're a really solid squad. Mm-hmm. Um, however, possibilities of maintaining uh, momentum from the Fulham game, uh, if we're rolling with a similar starting lineup, uh, how, what are we thinking about the possibilities of us kind of reacting differently and not rolling over after our previous result and kind of reacting the other way? Mm-hmm. What do we think, guys? Is that even a thing? Could that? Or do we think that might happen, or are we just too gloomy gusts to even foresee that possibility? I mean, that, uh, it seems like we've got a lot more character about us under Silva. Um, I've mentioned it um, following the you know following the games against Wolves. And um, the game against Southampton, just there, there seems to be, and Bournemouth as well, there, there seems to be, you know, a bit of a spirit about us again. Um, the, the best example I, I think of that is I remember under David Moyes, I think, wow, what was it? I think we, yeah, when we were knocked out the cup 3 0 by Wigan, and then we came back the next week against Manchester City and beat them at home 2 0. Like that type, that, that type of response, that's what you want. Mm. Uh, and Kind of predicating from that. Do I think I'm going to see that from this side? I'm not sure that that midfield battle really does seem key. Um, obviously, as you say, Jerry, there's a, there's a heavy reliance on Adrissa Gay to match their pairing for the athleticism. You hope whoever's put next to them has a good performance. You know, fingers crossed. Uh, I'm all about maintaining this optimism that we've got because I think you know it, it's not going to do us any harm to try and stay positive for a while. So, you know, uh, there is a possibility. I do think that we could turn them over. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see an, um, a fire lit <clears throat> under Richarlison after his mistake in the cup with the penalty shootout. I mean, he, he, he strikes me as that type of player. I mean, it's very early to know, but he made a mistake and, cost, and well, contributed to Costa as a result the last game. So I'd like to see him come up for this one with... Is uh, the bit between his teeth and really like he was against Wolves? Really take the game to Leicester. I mean, Wolves were a good team as well, but they couldn't live with them. And I think if he t- if he plays like that, I don't think Leicester would be able to live with them as well. So we've got good players, and we've got we are the makings of a good team. You can see it's it's there. It's it's coming along slowly but surely. So. Just at the minute, because we're so early in the process, it's hard to predict these games, especially against teams that are similar in quality to us. Like if you if you look at the Premier League, there's the top six, and then there's sort of a mini bracket with Everton and Leicester, and then the rest. And even even starting to you know build, they've got you know their own uh, identities like Bournemouth, even West Ham now, Wolves. It's still us and Leicester. We're still the probably the closest two outside the top six, but. We don't know. We, we, it's hard to predict now. Like in previous years, you could sort of figure out what Everton's going to be turn up um, for the most part. But now, at the minute, you you just don't know. Yeah, uh, it's almost like we have to we have to learn mm-hmm. what kind of team this is. 
because we haven't seen them enough under mm-hmm. Silva. We're still figuring that out. Um, yeah, so speaking of foreseeing things and figuring things out, let's give our predictions. Who wants to do this first? Go on, I'll do it. I'll go for 2-2. Two, two. Right. Yeah, I can see us conceding, but I can see us scoring, so I'm going to go for a nice, easy 2-2. Uh, two, two. Terry picks a draw. What do you got, Max? 2-1 Everton. Come on, please. 2-1 Everton. I'm saying 2-0 Everton. Oof. I'm going just bonkers here. I And, I, and I'll tell you why, okay? I think they're angry at that last result. I think they're angry at losing to teams they should not lose to. I think they're angry at results that do not represent who they are. I don't think this team is intimidated by other teams. The way we came out against Arsenal, that those, those should have been our three points. That stinks. Okay, And they are angrier than we are, guaranteed, about that. We win this, we're even with Leicester on points. Because we have nine and they have 12. We win this, we move up. It's a big leap. This middle bracket, there's a lot. So I think we actually have a decent amount of inspiration, inspirado. You know, I, I, so yeah, I don't know, guys. I'm, maybe this is the West Ham game rehashed where I was overly enthusiastic and confident. Um, I don't know. I just, I see a bunch of guys in Silva who are just not intimidated and they don't care about previous Leicester results. You know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we're going to do it. I'm I'm a silly, silly man. But every once in a while, my random guess is correct. So. Yeah, certainly hope so. <laughs> mm. I just want to go in there and smash them. You know? Mm. I want to go in there and actually, let's, let's get our, some of the fans that began to doubt, let's get them back. You know? The team is good. We're good. Mm. We actually have... We play quality football usually now, even if we lose. Mm. So there are moments. Um, yeah. Positive. There you go. <laughs> we'll see. And none of us picked a loss. I just want to say that. None of us <clears> did. <throat> so are we all off our, off our rocker? We'll see. All right. So, guys, that's it for our Leicester preview. Coming up soon, we will be uh, delving into the possible uh, starting 11 that Silva will select. Uh I think I can safely say Marty Stecklenberg will not be in it. There's a preview of the starting 11. We have to talk starting 11 versus Leicester. So, Terry, uh, who do you think uh, Silva is going to roll with? I'm assuming it's not the same ones he went with on Tuesday. No, certainly not. I mean... No one really forced their way in from that performance. Um, <laughs> nice and easy, I think, after the Fulham win. Pickford uh, in goal. Uh, Kenny and Luca Dean as fullbacks with Keane and Zuma centre backs. Uh, midfield three of um, Tom Davies, Drissa Gay, and Gilfie Sigurdsson. Um, Theo Walcott on the right, uh, Rich Allison on the left, and the only change, it's by no means set in stone because you know you don't change a winning team, or a lot of managers don't. And uh, Calvert Lewin does provide some good pressing, especially away from home, as he did against Arsenal. But I think, given his goal um, against Fulham, I think 
the one change will be Tolson will start up front instead of Calvert-Lewin. That's probably the only change I think will happen, if any at all. All right, so uh, moving on to Max. Max, if you want to talk for a really long time about your really different lineup. All right, so first I've got Martin Stecklenberg in goal. <laughs> Money messing. Exactly. <laughs> exact same as Terry. Literally no changes at all. You don't change a winning team. Um, obviously with the exception of the goal scorer, Tosin, coming in for Calvert-Lewin. Uh, if Mina's fit... Mm, would you would you put him in? Would you would you on the bench? Changing put him it. On the bench. I put him on the bench. I certainly wouldn't start him. Not against Vardy. <laughs> mm, I I agree. I agree. And another one, another train of thought I've got is about the midfield. Obviously, we were talking then about how kind of athletic that Leicester midfield is. Starting Tom Davies, would he get overrun? I mean, uh, it's a possibility. But where do you go? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't see what the other options are. I mean, Schneiderlin could come in, but I, I he's not as mobile as Davies, whatever you say about Davies. Like, he hasn't got as much pace as Davies have got. And the midfield um, pairing for Leicester, they're not really the type of players who Schneiderlin sort of works well against. He's more he, he's more you put him against a footballer. These are they two are very athletic and very fast and very strong, where... That's not to say Tom Davis is, but I think he may be a better fit alongside Gay against them. I mean, as good a fit as we've got, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with Gomez and Mina still potentially fictitious, um, right now we're just under the impression that Gomez is just some dashing looking dude and Mina is like an Instagram celebrity. Uh, I'd love to watch them play football sometime. That'd be that'd be crazy. That'd be nuts. Um, damn, I just want to see them. I just well, want to see them play. Tear that um, when the international breaks on next week that uh, they might be in a behind closed doors friendly for the two of them to start getting their first minutes in. I mean, that's a good. I mean, considering that that'd be the first time they kicked the ball for it. It's you know hopefully yeah. hopefully come through unscathed and they can start coming into the first team soon. Yeah, fingers crossed. Nobody stamps on anybody's foot. Oh my gosh, that that behemoth Bernard. What oh. was he thinking with his gigantic hulking frame, <laughs> putting down all his weight onto Mina's foot? His dainty, gigantic foot. Um, so, uh, yeah, I haven't told said my lineup. Um, I am different than you guys, as as usual. <laughs> Uh, but only by one. I'm not. I, I'm not going to change the winning team at all. I'm going to leave DCL in uh, just for for stretching and pressing. That would be my my reasoning for that. Um, yeah, and, and only because I think if Tosun had had a solid game on Tuesday where he looked really impressive, I think. I think it would have been a no-brainer that Tosin definitely starts. Now I actually think there's more of a question. You know, at least I think it's a decision Silva has to make. If Tosin had scored two against Southampton, I would say, no, play Tosin Pasha right now, you know, because he'd be rolling. Um, But now at least I think there's a conversation to be had about it, you know. Um, Again, he's more clinical. He's more experienced. I love the guy, but it just depends on how Silva wants to play. 
you yeah. know that's really all it boils down to especially especially uh, coming up against you know if it's morgan morgan and, and harry Maguire as well uh, i fancy dominic calvert living to win the, the physical battles between the you uh, certainly in with a better shout i think of winning say aerial duels than tosin is against them too but yeah, you know about the aerial duels, I, I I didn't think of that. Their centre backs might be more uncomfortable against Calvert Lewin, not because he's a better player than Tosin. He's just faster, isn't he? And he, and he press my thinking. And yeah. He's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I might change my lineup now, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, actually, I, I think I can see them just sticking with the same thing, just because he might make them a little bit more uncomfortable than Tosin. And Tosin coming on late in the game, as he did against Fulham, might be more effective against those two. I'll be really curious, you know, with the way Marco likes to operate up the flanks with Richarlison and Walcott, can their right and left backs hang with them? Do we really think Ben Chilwell can stick with Walcott? I've seen Chilwell look great, and I've seen him just get skinned by people. And Walcott is a guy who tends to, it's a basketball term here, posterize. You know, <laughs> where, you know, when you go up and dunk on somebody and they're just, they're, you know, they've been posterized. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm, I'm, it wouldn't surprise me if Walcott posterizes Chilwell here. I know he's a good young player, but uh, speed has gotten to him at times, you know. Um, so, yeah. Uh, any other interesting, uh, interesting bit? I'll be psyched to see Sigurdsson come back in. Yeah. Obviously, uh, you're hoping he'll deliver with the with the runner form he's in as well. And I've mm. got a feeling he just might. This might be the game he surprises us. Um, Silver and plays with Charleston through the middle just to really upset their their preparation. Have Charleston through the middle with Bernard on the left with Walcott. That would, it's unorthodox, but it it'd be not the type of three that players like Morgan and Maguire will want to play against. Mm. Very fluid, very. You know, tippy tappy type of forwards and fast forwards, whereas Tosin's more traditional as a as a striker and plays up against the centre back, which is what they'd like. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably not, but you never know. Yeah, I, I I'm refusing to predict that now. After I heard Silva's response to it in a press conference, where he was like, "Oh, I see why you're saying that," but you know what I mean? It's like so he's like, "Well, I know he can do that." You're mm-hmm. right. He did that for Brazil. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm waiting for him to actually do it, for him to actually pay some of that off to say, this is where I'm going to start uh, until I actually start picking that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But um, you know what, though? It would throw them off. It would throw them off. And if any of the players from Tuesday earned a right to start, it's it's Bernard. And I'm going to start saying Bernard now. Please don't. I say Bernard now. That's a thing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. All right. So I guess that's it for our starting 11 segment. Oh, and uh, yeah, Luca Dean. I want to see him put some tasty. Oh, gosh. I almost worded this really poorly. I almost said put some tasty balls in the middle. And (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm not saying that now. I... I'm, I, I, I am anxious to see him do some good set plays <laughs> with his left foot in a very non-sexual way. Uh, so, so, yeah, I guess that's, uh, that's it for our starting 11 segment versus Leicester. Um, maybe one of us will be right. 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, uh, it's quiz time. Cage match. If you know your history, that's the clever name that Max came up with for the quiz that we, we've begun to do almost every show now. Um, yeah, and it sticks. It's what, yeah, Max, with a good idea, coming through in the clutch. Um, <laughs> so uh, for those of you who have not actually heard this segment before, where have you been, first of all? Uh, welcome. But uh, second of all, uh, it's like a, it's like a penalty shootout. If I was talking to, to for our American fans out there, American friends, a PK shootout, because that's what we say here. We're going to do this one a little bit differently, though. So if you are new, you're, you, you don't have to learn anything new. This is this is the new way. So this is in the past. What I've done is name all the people who played in the FA Cups uh, final in you know 2012 or whatever. You know. And they had to name players back and forth, back and forth. Well, this is different. This is going to be where Terry or whoever answers the first one will be like the penalty shooter. And the other person, Max, would be like the the keeper. Terry gives a guess. Max gives a guess. If Max gets it right, then it's like he saved the penalty. Okay? And the person who wins will be... The person who gets more, uh, at least two questions correct. Uh, you have to get two in a row. Two in a row correct. All right? So, okay. and if we're still tied at five, we'll do a sudden death question. Okay. All right? Um, so, I am going to flip, as I usually do, a memory card. Yes, I don't have coins. So, uh, who wants to call it? I think I called it last time, so you can do it this time. Max? Go on. Well, if it's not a coin, what am I meant to say? It, you can say either heads or tails. This will be heads, and this will be tails. Go on. Tails, tails has done me well the last few times, so tails again. Stiff. Max is called tails. And it is tails. Max, would you like to go first or second? First, please. Max is going first. Terry's playing keeper. Cue the sexy quiz music and begin. Max, how many goals did Luis Saha score in the 2009-2010 season? Oh. Um. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That weird moan was one of my favorite answers you've ever given. Oh, uh, no, what a horrible <laughs> question to ask. Jesus. Probably only about 13, 14, less than that. About 12, 11. Um... You should settle on one answer instead of four numbers. 14. I'm like, no, no I, I, that's how old I was. I'm going to say he scored 14. All right. Max says 14. Terry, what do you have? Um, 2009, 2010. Nine. I'm going to go for nine. And Max has just scored. The correct answer is 15. Max was closest. So, so... It's 1-0, but now it's Terry's turn. Okay? Next question. How many Everton players were called up into their national side to represent their countries in Euro 2016 in France? Good one. Um, I'm just going to say I did not come up with these questions, but they're hard. (laughs) Euro 2016. It wasn't a lot, was it? So... Um, I'm just trying to think who was here. So, was Martinez still the manager then, or was it Cumin? 
Kuhn? How come I don't I believe it's Kuhn. It's 2016. Because that was a, it's a summer mm. then, right? I think Barkley was. So there's one. <laughs> it's, we'll get there in the end. It'll happen. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go for four. I think four. All right. Terry says four. Max, what do you say? I oh, I was going to go. Probably going to go for four. I'll say five. All right. The correct answer is seven. McCarthy, Coleman, Magidi, Lukaku, Shani Tereshaj, uh, Barkley and Stones. Uh, so, so yeah. it is still one nil after the first round. Max, if you get this one, I'm not really sure what happens. I have to review the rules. <laughs> <laughs> if, he gets, if he gets it, I have to get it as well. I have to. Yes. Save. Yeah. That's right. So, um, in the 2009-2010 season. Tim Howard, U.S. national team Tim Howard, made the most starts for Everton that season. How many did he make? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, oh. Were we in Europe? Um, I'm going to say yeah, because I think that was the season where we had the, the 85 tribute kit. Um, I'll say he made, I don't know, Jesus Christ, you've got me doubting how many games are in a season now. Um, going to say he made 55 appearances. Okay. Terry. Um, so we've got 38 league games. I'm way too high, haven't I? Probably. I think 50. No, I... Yeah, 50. Terry says 50. The correct answer... 51. Keep it safe. Okay. It's still 1-0. Okay. Now then. Terry. Morales... Kevin Morales, if you've forgotten, because we haven't seen him in a while. Uh, Kevin Morales has made 127 starts for Everton. But how many times was he subbed off of those 127 starts? These are brutal questions. Uh, John, you're listening. These are absolutely brutal. I just speak gifts and numbers. 12. <laughs> no idea. This is tough, man. Out of 127, how many times was he subbed off? I'm going to say 40, but that's a guess. So <laughs> You said 40? Mm. 40 ah. out of the 127. And Max? One's where he's getting subbed on. Won't count, will he? Um. No, it's, it's out of the 127 starts he has made. How many times was he subbed off? Subbed off. 43. Okay. Max just did that thing that they do on The Price is Right, where someone guesses like just higher than the other person. 
and it totally worked. <laughs> because the correct answer is 91. He was, he was subbed off 91 times out of the 127 starts. Jesus Christ. I, I was thinking, I was going to say something around in the 60s, and then I think because Terry went for the 40s, I thought, oh, it must be a lot less then. But Jesus yeah, Christ. No, I, complete guess. I felt like it was low because I've got, like, well, obviously with 90, I, I should imagine I have. I've got an impression that he was subbed off a lot, like, when he clearly was. Mm, yeah. I, I, but I, I wouldn't have said as high as 90. I would have said around 60-ish, 70-ish. But Jesus Christ. He just uh, is one of those players that fades in a game, isn't he? Interesting little bit of trivia. Uh, I believe he was he has been the second most subbed-off player for Everton. The most subbed player, uh, Leon Osman with 102. Hmm. So there's that. Interesting. Gentlemen, uh, I guess we're moving to Max now. Um, in the four years Gareth Barry was at Everton, how many yellow cards did he accumulate? Oh, I know he's got the record for the most Premier League yellow cards, I can tell you that. Uh, how many he got for us, I don't know. Four years. I'm going to say 72. At just Everton? Um... Yes, just when he was at Everton. I'm going to say... I'm going to do what Max did in the last question, say 70. (laughs) (laughs) And guess what? It totally worked. (laughs) (laughs) So, still 1-0. How how many? How many did he get? Uh, right now it's 1-0. No, no I mean, how many, many yellows did Barry get? Oh, oh, 37. Why did I not say the answer? 37. Only 37 yellows four in years. four years. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. If you've ever seen the movie Clerks, 37 is, a, is an important number in Clerks. So a lot of people are saying, 37? Yeah. So. In a row? <laughs> yeah, in a row? <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know if we should be talking about that on here. But hey, hey, we're, we're not being, we're not giving context. It's okay. So, <laughs> all right. So there's one more question. Okay, I have one more question, and this is supposed to be Terry taking it. Okay, so if Max saves this, he wins. But if he, but if he doesn't. And Terry gets this. Then we're at 1-1. And that's my sudden death question. I have messed up this quiz, John. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. This was... Yeah. <sighs> okay. Gentlemen. Terry. How many appearances did Landon Donovan make for Everton? Yeah, two loan spells, each for three months at a time. So I'm going to go with 30. Terry oh, has bastard. gone with 30. I was going to say 30. Um, <laughs> 32. You're saying 32? Yeah. Well, gentlemen, you may be overestimating how much U.S. national team member, former U.S. national team member Landon Donovan, actually played. He made 22 
appearances. And that ties us up at 1-1. Oh, does it? So, it's supposed to be tied. I'm out of questions. <laughs> I, I, John, I know you're listening. I, I'm pretty certain I followed this to the T, and <laughs> I didn't figure it would come out like this. So, right now, it's a draw. And as we know, shootouts are not supposed to end in draws, which is sort of the point out of a damn shootout. <laughs> so... Um, I've I've got an idea. Go Ready, guys? Go I, I'm going to see. I'm going to ask the same questions again and see if you remembered any of the answers. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> because I have nothing else. Okay, Max. How many goals did Luis Saha score in the 2009-2010 season? Have you learned anything? Was it was it fifteen? Terry, what was your answer? Fifteen. You both learned something. We're still tied. Uh, how many Everton players were called up into their national side to represent their countries in Euro 2016 in France? Terry. Seven. Max. Seven. You're both right still. In 2009-2010, Tim Howard made the most starts for Everton that season. How many did he make? Max. Oh, fuck. You caught me This is on the this big one, I think. <laughs> Um, um, 49 No, fuck Are you going to guess something? Are you saying 49? Yeah, go on, I'm fast I really say answer. Terry uh, I can't remember what, he, what it was But I remember how he answered it So I'm going to go 50 50 is closest Because it's 51 Okay Technically the way we're doing this, that would sort of be like a save. But you know something? This has been going on so long. Let's just say that Terry's got this one, okay? Because, <laughs> frankly, if Max takes this, Max has, has won, like, every one of these. And he's picked a song every time. And we're just going to know Max's entire iTunes library if we keep letting Max do this. <laughs> All right. He's going to start oh. saying saying things like um, the theme from IT Crowd. Let's listen to that. So, uh, Max, are you good with that? Yeah, cool, whatever. Terry, you are you are our our uh, winner today. What song would you like to listen to or pretend you're listening to while we talk about it and we cut it in later? Um, I'm going to change the pace a little bit. I've really liked Max's picks a couple of times, but I'm going to Go for something totally left field. For that, I'm going to go for um, Detroit Rock City by Kiss. Detroit Rock City by Kiss. Cue the music. Okay, now, Terry, why are you picking Detroit Rock City by Kiss? Because it is an absolute tune. Now, because um, <laughs> it's great. They're not, like, despite how they look, you'd think they're really like a hard rock band and they're not they're like really like fun sort of upbeat happy happy rock band and they've just there they're about to announce their last ever world tour and i've seen them uh, twice in my life both at festivals and i was just blown away they're absolutely unbelievable live so see if they go anywhere near me i'm gonna have to see that before they wrap it up so uh yeah that's why i've picked kiss and max has been picking a lot of like 
chill stuff like Jimi Hendrix and all that so I thought I'd just make the little bit more uh, little bit more upbeat a little bit less a uh, little bit less student dorm room and uh, <laughs> a bit, bit more dad rock nah I, I'll come in with some gangster rap next week <laughs> I'll get some NWA ready for it. Honestly, Kiss always scared the hell out of me when I was little. Scared the hell out of me um, with the face painting and stuff because I didn't have like an older sibling to introduce me into that because I was the oldest. And so I would see that and I was like, I have no idea what that's about and I don't want to be a part of that world, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it was so scary. And then I heard that song, that one song. It's the one song, you know, it's like that one song that every band has that non-fans are like, or like, yeah, that's my song, and it's sort of a sellout song because it's a pop song, but it's still good. Yeah, that's the song where I heard, and I was like, you know, Kiss is not as scary as I thought. Yeah. You the know? image and the music don't really tie together very well. You think they're going to be the most heavy metal band you've ever heard when you see them. They're going to be really scary, and they're just, they're just not. They're like wooing and everything in the middle of the song. I just, I, I really struggled to pick a song, and then... Um, I had that one for last week because I just thought, oh, I'll just change the pace, just put a really like mad one out, and, and obviously it didn't come off. But um, <laughs> next, next time it won't be as a uh, as camp, put it that way. <laughs> I, I guess that is that is it for our quiz segment. If you know your history, big show is over. So thanks for listening, podcasters. Please subscribe to Toffee Blues Podcast. Rate it if you can. Leave a leave a little review that says says Terry, thank you. I'm going to go drink a pint now because of your choice. Okay. Um, also, uh, so also, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues Everton Fan Channel. We'd appreciate it. Um, if you uh, if you want more more Max, check out his Twitter feed. Um, but you can find him on the Toffee Blues website. He's got some analysis on there. Analysis on there. Also, check out Terry's Twitter Twitter account. You'll uh, he'll he'll put when he's on the Liverpool Echo Fan Jury. Um, just, also, I mentioned the Toffee Blues website. You should just go there. Lots of analysis. I have no more plugging at the moment. So, gentlemen, thank you very much. Terry, good to see you, man. Take it easy, guys. All right. Max, much love. As always. Thank you. All right. All right, guys. I will see you later. And come on, you blues. Please do better than Tuesday. And bye. (laughs) 